This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. I'm hoping that you can hear me okay. Uh, the reason I say that is because yesterday evening we recorded the uh, the next Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat podcast, which you can see the thumbnail for on your screen now if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and my microphone just didn't work, so we had to use my iphone earphones so the, the audio is going to sound slightly different when you listen to this this will come out later on today around midday uh, uk time so i'm hoping that this audio is now better because for some reason it just didn't recognize anything um it didn't even recognize the existence of this microphone yesterday evening but it spontaneously uh come to life today so i'm hoping that Everything is good and everything is well, as I do with your lives as well. Uh, good morning to those joining us live in the chat box, as always. Morning to Tony, James, Blackshine, Damien, Mohamed Basha, Matt G, uh, Red Star, Stephen, NSW, Carl, Brad. Good morning to you. Uh, Afsa, Kaiser, Martin, Mike, uh, plenty more as well in the chat box. Sorry, I can't say morning to absolutely everybody. Uh, it would take me uh, forever if I did. Um, but uh, but thank you so much for continuing to join us and continuing to support the channel as well. Uh, another really good day uh, on the like front yesterday. Managed to get those likes up over a thousand once again, which is fantastic. So uh, thank you for that. So yes, as I say, uh, later on today, midday UK time, episode six of the Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast will be out. Um, I won't be doing uh, any running on Strava for about a week or so. I've just had a, a small operation on my foot, which I'm hoping is is going to heal fairly quickly. Um, and uh, it means I'm not going to be able to do any runs for about a week or so. So fingers crossed uh, that'll all be sorted and I'll be back running on Strava. You can, of course, join our Strava group at uh, www.strava.com slash clubs slash E-S-A-R-P. So make sure if you're not in the Strava group, do join us. We've got nearly 100 athletes in there, which is fantastic. But uh, don't expect much from me <laughs> in the next week or so. Um, anyway, 
let's kick off with today's stories. Uh, the first panel is up at the Emirates. You can see it's the uh, the trophy winning uh, sides of both the men's and women's panel up there uh, on the Emirates Stadium. Looks fantastic, I have to say. Uh, really does look uh, when you consider like what it was before with obviously the arm in arm uh, legendary figures of the club, this is going to be all different types of um, panels up around the stadium. And obviously they're going to continue to put them up. Hopefully they'll all be up by the Brentford game. There's a hope that they will be. I'm not sure that all of them will. They were still finalising one of them. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward, fingers crossed, to seeing them all go up uh, and then getting down to the Emirates as soon as possible to, to see them in the flesh. Fingers crossed we'll be able to see that. Um, Weston McKenney uh, is closing on a switch to Leeds. Of course, the player had been linked with a move to Arsenal and uh, his father actually responded to a tweet from an Arsenal fan on Twitter. The tweet said McKenney is nowhere near being technically good enough for Arteta's side. He doesn't have the creative passing IQ or the positional IQ. I think uh, Musa, as in Eunice Musa, is a better American if they sign and they want depth for Xhaka's position. His dad replied to this tweet saying, what are your? What are you smoking? So I can get some <laughs> classic uh, Henry from Liverpool uh, response to that tweet. But you know, fair play to him. Defend your son's technical ability because I've watched Western McKenney. I've been impressed by uh, what I've seen from him. I agree in the sense that I think Arsenal should be targeting a higher caliber of player. Personally, just my view. John, don't come for me. Um, but uh, I, I think questioning his technical IQ and positional IQ was quite harsh. Um, so fair play to John for uh, defending his, his own in that instance. Um, Arsenal and Man City are said to be tracking Usmana uh, Diamande from Midtjylland. Uh, the uh, midfielder is a 19-year-old, uh, exciting, developing young player that's currently on loan at Mafra. I don't know much, if anything, uh, about uh, who is uh, a Cote d'Ivoire, uh, a youth, maybe youth international, but certainly uh, that's where he's from, according to Transfer Mart. But uh, his contract expires this season um, and there is potential, uh, sorry, the, the loan expires this season. His contract with Midland expires in 2026. So there is potential for either of Arsenal and Man City to try and strike a deal with Midland, uh, potentially seeing him, I think, loaned back to wherever he wants for the rest of the campaign. But uh, Man City are said to be in the lead on this one at the moment, but Arsenal have got an interest in the player as well. Uh, now, Brighton have slapped a £100 million price tag on January uh, prospective transfer Moises Caicedo. Um, the £100 million is just that figure that just keeps haunting Arsenal uh, throughout transfer windows at this stage. Of course, all we heard from the whole Mihailo Mudrik situation was, of course, the 100 million that was the expectation. Can I really blame Brighton for putting this level of money on top of Moises Caicedo? No, I can't. You know, they don't want to lose him. And if they are going to lose him, there's no release clause. Why wouldn't they say, well, if you want him, you have to pay 100 million for him. Brighton have been very good at getting what they want for players. Is he worth 100 million? No, of course not. He's not a 100 million pound player. I think he's certainly worth in the in the region of half of that price um and has been very good in the premier league since moving straight from ecuador i think it was but no you're not going to see anyone pay 100 million uh and we're hoping of course that we see uh arsenal strengthen in midfield but i can't see arsenal looking at 100 million pounds uh for moises caicedo 
Moving forwards, and Amadou Anana is said also to be on Arsenal's list. Matt Law reported that uh, the player may be one for the summer. But there are a number of outlets that claim that Arsenal are willing to rival Chelsea for Amadou Anana. Of course, we saw it yesterday about Frank Lampard's sacking, opening up the, uh, the likelihood of a potential departure. There was even suggestions that he... Uh, and one other player whose name has escaped me, Anthony Gordon was the player, didn't actually arrive for training yesterday. Now, whether or not this is linked to an injury or a day off or something, we don't know. But there were rumours that neither he nor Gordon turned up for Everton training yesterday. I can't corroborate that claim, uh, but it was a report that I saw come out on the socials yesterday. Um, they are said to want Everton around 50 million for, uh, for Anana, which, you know, is significantly more than they paid. They paid around 30 to 35 million for him in the summer. Has he gone up to 50 million? No, but he is on a long term contract. Um, so I can understand why they're asking for that much. And Everton are in quite significant problems right now. There's even suggestions that they might even be putting the club up for sale. I mean, just for a second, let's just pause to appreciate how badly things could have gone had Alicia Usmanov actually taken over at Arsenal. Can we just pause and appreciate how thankful we are that that never happened? Oh, dear. You need strategy. You need people making the right choices. And... I remember so many supporters back in the day that, like, I, th- I remember when Alicia Usmanov was in Monaco when we played Monaco in the Champions League. If you remember that awful game where we won 2 0 and we were one goal away from, uh, from progressing. And uh, he apparently was speaking to supporters in Monaco and talking about how if he buys the club, he's going to spend this, he's going to do this, he's going to back the club and, and do X, Y, and Z. Money can take you so far. And money is absolutely necessary if you want to be one of the best clubs in the league. But you have to combine that spending with strategy and with sensibility. And Everton have just completely wasted so much money on players that didn't make sense, on choices of managers that didn't also make sense. You look at the Ancelotti appointment, for instance, you you had one of the best managers around and you didn't work out a strategy in transfers with him um, for the long term. It was even a risk, I suppose, getting Ancelotti because as soon as a big job came available, he he moved to Real Madrid, as we know. But uh, yeah, it's it's very, very interesting, uh, the Everton situation, and one to keep an eye on. Uh, they've also missed out on Arnau Danjuma, whose Spurs are actually signing. They hijacked the deal at the last minute. It's said that he even did his media duties with uh, Everton, which means he would have sat down and done interviews with the club in an Everton shirt, um, and yet somehow still... The uh, Spurs have managed to come in and hijack that deal, which does mean that Arsenal won't have to face Arnaud Danjuma for uh, the rest of this season, most probably, because Danjuma uh, joining Spurs, we played them twice already. We still have to play Everton twice and they won't have him. Yeah, goodness me. Uh, they are a club that are in a real mess at the moment and need a very strong end to the transfer window. Now, Arsenal are at risk of missing out on Ivan Fresneda as our headline story of today. Borussia Dortmund are pushing very hard to try and get this deal done and beat Arsenal to the signature of the young Spanish right-back. Arsenal want the player. Arsenal are said to be in a little bit of a, a conflict at the moment because of the Cedric situation is not resolving itself. My understanding of this is that the the deal with Fulham continues to be discussed, but until Arsenal are sure that that will happen, they are a little bit reluctant to invest uh, significantly in an 18-year-old like Fresneda. Of course, he's highly rated, um, but you still have to be, as we've just talked about regarding Everton, measured and controlled and strategic with your investments in players. And Arsenal will want to make sure that they make the right moves at the right times for the right types of players. 
Um, hopefully we can get this done because he is a really exciting young player that I've been impressed with in the bits that I've now watched of him. And I really want to be able to do uh, a tactical breakdown here. I'm not going to do one until we get more confirmation that Arsenal are indeed the team that are looking to it. But I tell you what, this story has been jumped on by so many different outlets I've seen now. Some suggesting that Arsenal are leading the race. Then someone else suggests that Borussia Dortmund's leading the race. What I have noticed is that outlet that we've been reporting uh, some of the news from Pacella News that you've probably seen on Twitter, which looks to be a Real Valladolid-based outlet. Their Twitter following has more than doubled since this story broke out. Now, if you remember the Shakhtar Donetsk situation, Shakhtar Donetsk managed to basically use the Mudrik deal to really boost their socials. And I think there are clubs out there that are going to follow this technique because engagement is money. Attention is money. They even <laughs> There were even Mudrik shirts being sold by Shakhtar to commemorate his exit from the club. You know, we need to be really careful now about social media and the use of transfers to heighten engagement and heighten attention because uh, I have a fear that there are going to be outlets, there are going to be individuals that are going to use these types of things to their advantage. So I'll always try and give you my, as, as much as I can, my objective grounded view on different things. But just be careful because I've seen conflicting reports from people that I trust, like David Ornstein's information has been conflicted by other accounts that are now doubling their following it seems there's a little bit going on here that I don't particularly trust. Um, so we'll keep you updated with everything that comes with this. I really want to ask them to get this player in because I think he's a real talent, but uh, it might not happen. Uh, and we'll have to wait and see. But Edu is at risk of missing out potentially on one of Arsenal's primary young transfer targets during this transfer window. Okay, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. Okay, uh, let's go to part two. First of all, Keenan, welcome to the TGT family. Uh, thank you for so much for joining up as a member of the channel. Make sure that you click the link in our community tab for expert members and TGT ambassadors to join our Discord server. Amazing community of people and a family of Arsenal fans as well that you should be getting involved with every single day. Um, okay, questions. Uh, Yomi says, Tom, uh, where do we draw the moral line with transfers? Dan Juma doing a medical uh, and all, but turn. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com around to join Spurs why agree a deal if you don't want to go there you know it's a fair question I think it's important to point out that things change you know rapidly in transfers and offers can appear out of nowhere is it ethical or moral of Dan Juma to turn around and apparently I mean I saw 
and don't quote me on this because I'm not sure how real it is, but I did see some suggestions that in his media duties with Everton, he'd said something along the lines of he'd do all he can to help Everton stay up. Um, so to then, if that is indeed true, allegedly, and then to turn around and join Spurs, you know, that doesn't sit well with me. I'm sure it won't sit well with, with many people. And you can be sure that he'll probably be booed to high heaven when Spurs have to play Everton at some point during the season. It's also a bit strange for him. It's a loan deal. You know, it's not like he's going to be joining permanently. I don't know if there's an option included in the loan, but I'm sure it's just a loan deal at the moment. And if you're going to be playing week in, week out Everton, surely that's better for your development and maybe even your profile than it is to be behind Son, Kulisevsky and... Um, uh, and Richarlison, you're going to be behind all of them. So it doesn't make too much sense to me. It's a bit of a strange one. Um, Ethan says, not a question. I just wanted to share an amazing quote I heard from Ars Blog's Ars Cast. Uh, Arsene Wenger built the Emirates, but Mikel Arteta has turned the lights on. I think it summarizes season perfectly. Yeah, I love that quote. I think it's a really nice, um, it's a really nice way of representing what thing what has happened at the Emirates. Arsene Wenger is obviously is always going to remember for the success he had at Highbury and the FA Cups, of course, that he won uh, whilst under Arsenal at the Emirates. But yeah, Mikel Arteta is starting to build something here, as we know. And if we can bring a first Premier League title to the Emirates, that would be a, sta- a staggering achievement, considering what has happened in the years leading up to this point. Staggeringly so. Uh, Alan says, Tom, do we try to sign Zubimendi now, at least in the summer? Uh, he is very technical and really good. Anana or Caicedo, who's more suited to our game? Well, I'll tackle first the Anana Caicedo questions. I think they're different types of players. Caicedo, I look at as more someone who can play with Partey. Anana, I look at as someone who plays more instead of Partey, even though he can play also with him in a more central midfield role. Um, but Zubimendi, I think that the problem with that deal is it is quite expensive. You're looking at 60 million euro release clause, of course, in that deal. Um, and I think that would stop you from signing Declan Rice. Now that comes down to personal preference. Do you prefer a player like Zubimendi or do you prefer someone like Declan Rice? For me, I'd move for Declan Rice in the summer and try and get him on a decent deal. And when I say a decent, you're looking between 70 and 80 million pounds to get him on a good kind of monetary deal compared to the 100 million that West Ham are said to want. So that's where I lean. That's where my head is is at with that thing. But I'm sure Arsenal will have their contingencies and it seems that Zubimendi maybe be one of those contingencies. Um, MJ10 says, I thought Arsenal were planning to loan Fresneda back, so why is Cedric a problem for this deal? Because the Cedric deal is not yet certain, and also the Cedric deal is also a loan. Um, so he may indeed still return to Arsenal in the summer. Arsenal, if they do allow Cedric to go, I think would rather it be a permanent move and get some capital in to help them with any kind of investments this window or in the summer. But apparently the information on Cedric is that Fulham want a loan with an option to buy which gives Arsenal no control at all. And it means they could end up doubling up in the in the right, or they could quadruple up if you count White and, and Tommy Asu in this. So that creates a bit of a problem uh, in the squad. Uh, Leeds Gunner says, uh, if we could secure Rice now for, say, 70 million, would you loan him back to West Ham until the season's end to help fight them off relegation? Um, we need somebody now. Uh, and I've seen some things this morning that suggest that maybe El Elneny's injury is not as... Um, it's, it's worse than maybe it might have been. We're going to get... Arteta will face the media today and I'm hoping that we hear some more about El Nenny. Um, but there were some whispers suggesting it's not great, uh, which would leave us quite short in midfield. Um, so 
let's wait and see. Don't quote me on that. As I say, they're just rumours that have been circulating around uh, the socials. But uh, if that is the case, then we're in a very, very similar position to the, what we were in the summer where, well, maybe not so similar in the sense that we needed a winger because we've already managed to bring that winger in and we've already brought a centre-back in and we're not scrambling around with like two days left. Of course, we still have now less than a week to go between now and the end of the window. But there are options maybe for Arsenal to look to. But I'm hoping that the any rumours are just rumours and that, in fact, he will be back and ready to go as soon as possible. Uh, Karish says, uh, oh, Kirsch, sorry, says, um, should Arsenal play our strongest lineup against Man City on Friday or rotate the squad? I'd rotate some players, but I'd still go relatively strong. You know, I'd start Saka, I'd start Nketiah, I'd start Trossard in the front three, give Martinelli a bit of a rest bring him on maybe in the second half. I'd start Partey. I don't know people go, why would you start Partey? Because he's looked good, you know, and we're playing one game a week. It's not like we've got a midweek fixture. People say, why would you risk him? Well, I know obviously it gets injured. I'm going to look very silly, but I think I'd rather see us play week on week on week. And, you know, you, you I, I just struggle with the whole playing with fear of injuries and stuff. And I know that if they do get injured, you look very silly indeed. But uh, I would have no issue if Partey played um, at all. I would think we'd go head-to-head with them. I'd play Xhaka. I'd probably swap out Erdegaard to give him a rest for Smith-Rowe of the era, letting them play. Maybe you could even play Smith-Rowe where Xhaka is. Um, Tierney, of course, can come in. Tommy Asu can come in. Um, you could arguably start Kivior, but you could play Saliba. Um, and then, of course, Turner comes in. So you're rotating at least five players or so, but I still think you need to keep a base foundation of some of the starters in there to give us an opportunity on Friday. I'm very excited to be going up there. All is all is ready to go. I will be at the Etihad on Friday. Uh, if you're going, let me know. And uh, I'll be staying overnight in Manchester. So uh, if there is a good win, maybe we could celebrate. <laughs> Viraj says, I really like Zimmermendi. He's good on the ball and he goes, good positional awareness. I think he'll be better fit at Arsenal. Uh, what are your thoughts? I like the player, um, as I've said, but I think I prefer Rice at the moment. Uh, let's scroll down because uh, I know I'm missing out on some questions. Uh, Jakob uh, says, hi, Tom. With Anana and the Zubamendi links, do you think Arteta sees Declan Rice as more of a Xhaka competitor rather than Partey? Or are they just alternatives? I think there is a, a partial thing about alternatives. Also, just remember, Jakob, that Arsenal are very much in the market for a midfielder which means linking Arsenal to midfielders is very easy to do at the moment. So always worth taking these things with a grain of salt. Arsenal will be interested in a number of midfield targets and then will decide to move for whichever one they think is the best in terms of quality, in terms of cost effectiveness. So we're going to see a lot of links with different midfielders between now and the end of the window and now in the summer. You just have to be a little bit savvy and understanding of how many links there are going to be. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be hectic. Um, Tom says, Tom, on Sky Sports, they said yesterday that we were leading the race for Fresneda, uh, with Newcastle the only other club interested. Are Sky out of the loop? Different reporters have their different sources. I We know for a fact that Borussia Dortmund are very interested in Ivan Fresneda. Um I've felt as though sometimes Sky can be a bit behind. And I understand why, because especially with Sky and the BBC, for instance, because they don't want to speculate too much, um, those outlets. They want to be kind of, when they report something, they want it to be the case. And that might mean that information is a bit delayed or that uh, information is is far less kind of vague and broad. It's more specific and you might want to wait. I remember when... But the BBC did an article weeks after the whole Mudrick 
link started, just reporting that Arsenal were in talks. And everyone was kind of like, well, yeah, you know, we've been in talks for ages. So I think there is an element of them wanting to be sure about something before they report it. I remember when I was younger and growing up, I only read the BBC and the Sky Sports um, paper reviews that they did, like the way they summarised all the rumours. That's all I would read regarding transfers. Whereas now we've got like access to loads and loads of stuff. So it's it's very different these days, but I think they want to be sure on things most of all. Uh, Faz, thank you so much for joining up as a member. Uh, appreciate that. Do uh, welcome Faz into the TGT family. I can already see people doing so in the chat box, which is always really great to see. Uh, Greg says, Tom, if we were to sign a backup six and eight in the summer to cover for Xhaka and Partey, who would you go for? Uh, Rice is my Partey competitor. It's not a backup. Remember, we need to move away from this idea of signing backups. It has to be a competitor. Partey, uh, for me, yeah, Rice goes hand in hand with him. The number eight position is an interesting one. If you could get Moises Caicedo, great, go and do it. I think that'd be a brilliant option for Arsenal. But, you know, Camavinga's been talked about a lot. I don't know if he's even gettable. Probably isn't. But he's also someone to think about as well. Um, Leeds Gunner says, uh, Kulisevsky, try to buy or are we well stocked in the wings? Nah, go and buy him. You know, if you can kind of uh, get in the way of this Spurs loan situation, which is possible apparently because Spurs have a, I think it's mandatory that they buy Kulisevsky only if they qualify for the Champions League. If they don't qualify for the Champions League, I think there is potential for Kulisevsky to basically turn down that, that potential permanent move. And if that's the case, Arsenal should certainly be looking to try and uh, and get in on that one without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, YouTube user uh, Derek says, uh, Tom, what's your team for Friday? Good question. Tomorrow we will be doing our preview show. So tomorrow night uh, we'll have a preview for you of, um, of the game and you can get all of the information, all of my thoughts with that of my members as well tomorrow evening. So do tune in tomorrow evening for the preview show. I'll be putting a message in the Discord server about that for people that would like to come on very, very soon. Uh, Jermaine says, can we use Kivior as a CDM if we don't get anyone in this window? I think it's definitely possible. Kivior has played a number of games in midfield. This season, he's been predominantly a left-sided centre-back. But last season, he did play a fair few minutes at CDM. And it is something that he can do and something he can play. Go and watch our tactical breakdown on him if you want to find out more about Jakob Kivior. Uh, lots of great information from Cos Pandy, who's the editor-in-chief at Get Italian Football News. So it's certainly worth your time investing in watching that show. So yes, definitely something that we could do, Jermaine. Uh, let's scroll down. Amira says, not Arsenal-related, once again, uh, but often we hear that loyalty is lost in football nowadays. If Kane was to stay at Spurs, he'll end up a legend there, but success will be judged on what you've won. Where do you stand? I think with Kane, Kane is Kane's in a really difficult position because his transfer market worth, you know, you're looking at a ridiculous figure. And the problem is if club, if a club comes in and pays 80, 90, 100 plus million quid for Kane, you're only getting Kane from the age that he is onwards. And that's looking like it's going towards the latter stage of his career. There's no sell-on value if you sign Kane now. And so it's very difficult to see who goes for him. For me, the, the obvious team has always been Manchester United. I've always looked at Man United and thought, I don't know why they're not really going in for Kane or why Kane hasn't pushed a move for them. Because I feel like if he was to sign for Man United, that would be a move that would take Man United up to potentially title challenging uh, kind of level with Eric Ten Hag in charge as well. We don't like to talk about Kane positively because he's a Spurs player, but I'm trying to be as objective as I can here. If he stays at Spurs, 
which he could do. You know, we're in a situation whereby he might end up, he might be in a situation where he overtakes uh, Alan Shearer and he might go and, and, you know, get in a position where he's overtaking Alan Shearer and getting more than 260 goals. I think he's on 199 uh, at the moment. But uh, yeah, look, I, I, I don't know if, if he's ever going to leave Spurs at this stage. I don't think that he's going to. Um, I just can't see it happening. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But I don't, I don't see him. I just don't see him leaving Spurs. And I think he'll go down as a club legend, but he'll go down as one that never won anything. Which Premier League legend, if he goes down looking at it, you know, from a non-Arsenal point of view, you'd probably say for his record he is like Alan Shearer, but Alan Shearer won the Premier League with Blackburn. So he's got that accolade uh, that he'll always have. And Kane has nothing. I hope he wins nothing. <laughs> I hope he wins absolute jack. <laughs> like, you know, so let's wait and see what happens. But I don't think he will. Nav says, uh, do you think if we have a bad game on Friday, we'll be able to shake it off or will it hang on the team and their morale? To be honest, for once, I feel as though we could beat City. You know, I, I think that we could have beaten City last season. You know, when we played them at home and we were very unlucky, we took the lead, we had a great game, and then we had that red card and the penalty situation. We basically gifted we, we gifted City away back into that fixture, and we could have taken it away from them if we were a bit more clinical with our chances. If we don't get the result on Friday, which is a really good chance that we won't, let's be honest, um... They're a very good side and have got a great depth and we're going to rotate as well. If we don't get the result on Friday, I think they'll use it as a motivation. You look at the season where we've dropped points this campaign. Yeah, You think about Man United. What did we do when we, when we lost to Man United? We won the next however many games. What happened when we drew against Southampton? We won the next however many games. What happened when we lost to PSV? We won the how many next other games. When we went 1-0 down against Fulham, we came back and won. When we went 1-0 down against West Ham, we came back and won. When we went 1-0 down against Man United on Sunday uh, or Saturday. Uh, Sunday? Sunday. We came back and won. You know, when when we did those things, it showed the resilience. It showed the character of this team. Um, and I think that if we do lose, we compartmentalize it. We realize where we are and we go, thank goodness that wasn't in the league. And let's now use that to propel us forwards and have more motivation into the league game. But I think we got a great chance Friday. I, I'm going up there, you know. I'm not going up to City. This is the first time I'm going to be at the Etihad Stadium. I'm not going up there thinking, oh, we're going to get battered. I'm going up there thinking we're going to have a really, hopefully, a really good game. We might get battered. Who knows? Anything can happen in football, but we might be able to pull off something special. So let's wait and see. Uh, Raul says, Tom, would you rather play the best team on Friday and look to win or play our B team and prioritise the Europa League and the Premier League? I think we can compete across the competitions. I, I listened to the Vision podcast yesterday where uh, Tim Stillman said about how he's kind of want to tactically see us go out of the Cups as early as possible. I genuinely believe that there is a chance for this Arsenal team to compete and to rotate and to use different options, especially if we get another midfielder in between now and the end of the window. I would really like to see us go. You know, imagine, imagine winning the FA Cup in a season that you also win the Premier League, a double. You know, I think you've got to aim for these heights, aim for these big things. Let's see if we what we can do. If you knock out City, you look at the rest of the competition, and you're going, well, Newcastle are out, Chelsea are out, and now you've knocked City out. You've got a great chance of winning the FA Cup, you know. So I think go for it. Go for it. Try and beat them. Try and knock them out. Let's see what happens. Um, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We're going to end things there. As I said, you'll have another upload today. The uh, Eat, Sleep, Arsenal repeat podcast will be dropping 
uh, at midday. Uh, it's a it's a special show because it's just me and the doc, and we do a lot a lot of uh, questions that were sent in as well. Um, so that'll be out. Then tomorrow, obviously, I'll be back with the 8 a.m. show. And then, of course, I'll be doing the preview show in the evening tomorrow evening as well. Um, Friday, I'll be on in the morning at 8. But then, of course, I will be traveling up to Manchester City uh, for the game. There won't be a live show on Saturday morning in the sense of a um, like a transfer show. But what there will be and what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and record my reaction to the City game when I get back from the game in the hotel and then upload that for the 8am show so you can tune in to listen and watch that. That's what I'm hoping to do. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll see. It depends on a lot of logistics and stuff. But uh, I'll be traveling back back down to London on, on the Saturday morning. So unfortunately, I won't have time to do the 8am show. But I'm hoping to bring you plenty of content as well. Um, drop a like. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Thank you for the continued support as always. Much love and uh, enjoy your Wednesday. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.